And the parents say that when Moab police did respond, they didn't really recognize, you know, the warning signs of domestic violence that put Gabby Petito at risk. They never tracked down that 911 caller. They didn't take her concerns seriously. Good Tuesday morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Dayton Olander. About a month before Gabby Petito's death, she and her boyfriend were questioned by police in front of Arches National Park. Despite a cut on her face and testimony that Laundry quote, gets frustrated with me a lot, Petito was found to be the predominant aggressor by officers. Petito's parents now allege that Moab police did not take the appropriate steps that would have protected their daughter. Reporter Courtney Tanner has the story and was kind enough to join the podcast. There's been a new legal development in the aftermath of Gabby Petito's murder. Um, As you reported on Monday, her parents have filed a notice of claim against the Moab Police Department. Uh, Can you first tell us what that means and what was included in that notice? Right. So a notice of claim is um, kind of the first step toward filing a lawsuit or even reaching a settlement with a government agency. So a law firm will submit a notice to like Moab Police in this case or like a university that's state owned and it kind of starts the process toward a lawsuit. Got it. So what's included in that notice of claim? So it kind of lays out essentially what a lawsuit will look like. In this case, Gabby Petito's parents are filing a claim for wrongful death and negligence by Moab police. They're saying that when Moab police talked to Gabby Petito and her boyfriend when they were in Moab, um, they had originally got this 911 call that, you know, Gabby Petito's boyfriend had hit her outside of a co-op in the town. And the parents say that when Moab police did respond, they didn't really recognize, you know, the warning signs of domestic violence that put Gabby Petito at risk. They never tracked down that 911 caller. They didn't take her concerns seriously, like noticing that she had, you know, cuts on her face and that she had told officers that her boyfriend had violently grabbed her. Instead, they kind of went with the boyfriend's claims um, and another witness who said that Gabby Petito had hit him. So essentially what the parents are arguing is, is that police misinterpreted the information here. So as we've kind of discussed, this is just the first step in eventually filing a lawsuit. Do we know when an actual lawsuit could be filed? It's probably a few months away. Um, this is the first step, but it's it'll go fairly quickly. Your parents will file a, a lawsuit here and they're they're planning to come out to Utah when that happens. They're currently in Florida, um, her parents and her step parents. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it'll come before the end of the year. Okay. And this is all happening about a year after Petito's murder. Um, What led her parents to file this notice of claim now? Right. There was an outside investigation into how Moab police handled Gabby Petito's concerns. And that outside investigation found, you know, a lot of missteps and errors made by the officers who responded, who, you know, didn't really understand state code, um, Googled statute, you know, to, to try to figure out what to do. And Gabby Petito's mom in particular said, you know, seeing all those errors listed in that outside review really prompted her to, to do something, you know, it, it, she said, seeing everything kind of listed out on paper, everything that could have been done differently, you know, kind of instigated this for her. And she felt like she had to do something. 
Sure. And Petito's parents are also suing Brian Laundrie's parents, Brian Laundrie being um, her former boyfriend who killed her um, for emotional distress. Um, is there any update on how that case is proceeding? That's still pending in the courts. A judge did rule, I think, last week that that case would go forward. So you're right. There are these kind of two concurrent cases going on, one in Florida with Brian Laundrie's parents and then the one here that will be against Moab police. Got it. And it doesn't seem like any of this at all, either lawsuit is, is about money. Um, what changes are Petito's parents hoping stems um, from this sort of legal action? Petito's parents really see this as a way to both kind of hold the department accountable, Moab police accountable for, for actions and what they see as, you know, errors. But they also say that it's about kind of the broader picture of domestic violence, that they want to have this conversation and fix the problems that are going on, you know, with police across the country, this, you know, failure to have enough training to recognize the warning signs when someone is really a victim and not an aggressor, even though it may look like that in an initial police interview. Um, so in this case, they are seeking $50 million from a police, but they say that that money would actually go toward a foundation that they've set up, the Gabby Petito Foundation, that helps, you know, victims of domestic violence that has been supporting, you know, the National Domestic Violence Hotline and so on and so forth. Well, we'll have to see how this all plays out. Courtney, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. You can read Courtney's story online at sltrib.com. And if you or someone you know is experiencing intimate partner violence, you are urged to call the Utah Domestic Violence Link Line at 1-800-897-5465. Next, reporter Julie Jag talks about how Zion National Park's new permitting system is affecting one of its most popular and dangerous attractions. The main attraction of the Angels Landing hike, the most popular hike at Zion National Park, is the final half mile of the trail. It's a little more than a foot wide in spots, with an elevated chain serving as the only barrier between hikers and a fall of more than 1,000 feet along sheer rock walls to the canyon floor. It's been featured on many lists of the most dangerous trails in the country, if not the world. Since the early 1900s, at least 15 people have died hiking the Angels Landing Trail. That includes two last year and a total of five in the past five years. The trail has not seen any deaths this year. That could be due to the new permitting system park officials put in place at the beginning of the year. Whereas an estimated 1,200 people hiked Angels Landing on a peak day in 2017, about half as many are officially being allowed up the chained section of the trail now. Zion spokesperson Jonathan Schaefer said several hundred permits are being issued per day through the seasonal lottery that allows people to request permits several months ahead. Another several hundred, he said, are being distributed through the day before lottery. Both lotteries cost $6 to enter plus a fee of $3 per person for up to six people if they receive a permit. Schaefer cautioned, however, that Zion did not institute the lottery to make the hike safer, but to make it a better experience. People no longer have to queue up like they're waiting to ride Splash Mountain at Disneyland in order to get to the chain section. Our goal with this program was reducing crowding, reduced congestion, especially on the half-mile sec half section of the trail with the chains located between Scout Lookout and Angel's Landing, Schaefer said. And this permit program has helped us accomplish that. So far, the permit program has received a mostly positive reception. Some, however, say the trail is still too crowded and too dangerous. One of them is Jorge DiGiorgio of Los Angeles, who was among the first to hike Angel's Landing after the park began requiring permits for the hike in April. I'm used to hiking and doing these sorts of things, and I can't see how it can handle more traffic than what's permitted for, DiGiorgio said, because there are some spots where you have to wait for somebody to come down before you can go up, and they've got their six people, and then you've got people behind you backing up. You kind of have to shimmy around sometimes or be in really awkward positions, and there's danger everywhere. Permits to hike Angel's Landing will be required year-round. 
For more information, visit mps.gov/zion. Thanks, Julie. And that's it for today. I want to give a big shout out to Danny Rubio for producing this episode and Salt Lake City Band, the Pelicans, for our music. We'll be back with more of Utah's biggest headlines tomorrow.